0: I am your host, Heather Petropolis, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixed Tapes Podcast. Hey, audience, and welcome to episode 10 of the second season of the Photo Mixed Tapes Podcast Motion Pictures. Before starting this week's episode, let me share a bit about last week's podcast episode, both the highs and the lows. As a one woman solo show in my Brooklyn studio, The peaks and valleys of this production are both all mine. I was super proud of last week's episode from a content perspective. I was happy with the writing and the recording and even tried some new things and new scheduling that really worked out well. I was also pleased to get back to some of the common format items and to share some of my excitement about the Oscars. Then my schedule went a bit haywire as it's very difficult for me to drop my perfectionism for completion. And then, hours into the editing process, I lost absolutely everything just prior to the Oscar telecast starting. The episode was a very Oscar-pertinent show because it had Oscar picks and a review of The Shape of Water, both of which had a shelf life of Sunday night. In the Mission Impossible-style edit-saving mission while the broadcast began, I ended up finally publishing a mistake-riddled, including coughing and restarting entire passages podcast episode that I was otherwise quite proud of but never would have published what went out had I realized it still had all of the fumbles. Then enter the good news. The Photo Mix Tapes podcast is now available on Spotify. This update keeps the Photo Mix Tapes series of music mixes and podcast both in the same easily shareable space, And this is an update I have also been proud and excited about to share with you. But, the same but from before, the podcast went live on Spotify with the very latest episode that included the unedited bits. So even after I replaced the file a couple days later, due to a Spotify update happening on their end... That episode is still live on Spotify as the rough cut. So needless to say, I've been a little less excited to share the news of the podcast being more shareable. (laughs) There is a painful irony surrounding the last episode, and in some ways, that irony makes me love it even more. If you're not in love with every single bump and pothole of the creative process, my audience, you might as well not even be on the creative road at all. And the real lesson here is that I have never been more passionate about creating this series and process than now, after last week's episode. And if I had to guess, by next week, I will be even that much more in love with this process. I am so, so grateful and happy you're here, especially in moments like this, when it feels like I am talking to my own heart with witnesses. This week's episode takes its tone from the short creator story video I did and released on my YouTube channel and from the plans for continued videos for that channel. It also takes its title and tone as a follow-up of the Oscar Awards and my thoughts about the year of film that 2017 was and the year of film that 2018 is shaping up to be. And it takes its tone and title from my tips for taking an editing video particularly for social media purposes. And finally, it takes its title and tone from the bonus poem I wrote this past week in a moment of intense reflection. To that end, this episode will include a new poem, Motion Pictures, my 2017 film wrap-up and 2018 preview, videography tips for taking and editing video, and do you know what we haven't done in quite some time? A trivia question of any kind. So thank you to a listener who wrote to me directly, asking me to include one this week. We'll have a music trivia question toward the end of the episode. And this episode will conclude in kind of an opposite format with a dedication. That very bonus poem, dedicated to ghosts. Track one, A Spoken Word Poem. Motion pictures. Sometimes I stare at an old photograph, hoping the people in it will speak, telling me why we were there in the first place and who took the picture out of frame. Everything good that happens happens outside the frame, in pictures with people. There, I set it portrait takers and memory makers. I want the video of the wedding that wasn't taken. Aren't motion pictures just taped together still images after all? Now I find myself apologizing to filmmakers, too. I can't be knocked for trying to figure out what it is exactly that I do, too. I have so many film scripts scratching the inside of my head from their clawing. And I know people with cameras who can make everything move and speak and flow, like poetry from a garden hose. But sometimes I have trouble with impetus, and other times I have trouble slowing down long enough to put the new photograph into the square where it goes. Twice a day I try to be conscious of my stop-motion animation of life, adding music to speed it up or to make it stop. When you make a motion picture, you have to light it differently because the lights are always on versus a quick burst of energy. I am learning these things the hard way. Or is it the easy way? Everything I have known is opposite in this space. Everything good that happens is harder to come by. Chasing down dreams one still moment at a time or following around on a panning shot, keeping everything in its way. We are like specks of dust and making pictures is like an x-ray and making motion pictures is like a microscopic video. Could we really all be this small, and still fit inside all of these stories, still? Track 2, 2017 Film Wrap-Up and 2018 Preview So, 2017 in film was quite a unique and sometimes bumpy ride. I really enjoyed some of the projects that were truly unlike anything we have ever seen or heard. Like Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, congratulations to Frances McDormand and Sam Rockwell, recognized for their acting. The Shape of Water, even with its faults, making a lasting impression. Lady Bird's fresh and free take on a coming-of-age sequence, and the history-making nod to Greta Gerwig. Although she didn't win a statuette, she was at the table. I enjoyed the unique take on a comic book classic in Logan, and I was mesmerized by a not-everyday take on a historical piece with Darkest Hour. I was definitely pulled out of my comfort zone with Get Out, and I absolutely adored its leaps and the chances it took. I'm still excited to see Coco, The Big Sick, I, Tanya, The Fantastic Woman, and some of the foreign and short films. It would seem to me that, overall, the year in film was without a common theme other than boundary-breaking. Their common element was being unlike anything else, and it was a great testament to art imitating life in these turbulent times we're living in. I applaud all of the artists who kept the flame of artistic expression burning, even when their own lights may have been flickering. It was such a pleasure to review some of these films within my series and project on this podcast, and to add the spark of Black Panther, now surpassing a billion dollars worldwide, the television of Black Mirror, and the music of Eminem. Doing these reviews around the themes of this podcast, cinematography, writing, and music, really helped me establish my voice as a reviewer of the arts, and I look forward to continuing in this space for the remainder of this season and starting into season three. If Black Panther is any indication, this is going to be an absolutely amazing year in film. With series comebacks like Handmaid's Tale it will surely also shape up to be a riveting year in motion pictures overall. I couldn't be any more excited about Wes Anderson's return to filmmaking, especially animated filmmaking with Isle of Dogs, releasing on March 23rd. As my favorite director, I adore all of his films and loved his first animated, Fantastic Mr. Fox. This one looks to be a Wes Anderson film in every way, and I look forward to reviewing it in this space also. I'm looking forward to Telly, the dark comedy about motherhood starring Charlize Theron, by a filmmaking team behind Juno and Young Adult. And Bohemian Rhapsody should be quite a valentine to the music of the legendary queen frontman Freddie Mercury, even if not a perfect film. Time for us to fasten our seatbelts for the 2018 film and television season, and more reviews, reflections, and trivia here on the Photo Mix Tapes podcast. Track 3, videography tips for taking and editing video. So the world of motion pictures. Having always been drawn to photography, there is both a comfort level with creating video and an opposite muscle being drawn upon when making video. First, the easy stuff. Framing, subject, and color. I would like to hope that my videos tend to be pretty. As a photographer, I am drawn to framing subjects and colors that catch the eye. So my videos include the same overall framework and general feel as my photography. I have undertaken the very tough task of making creator story videos with myself as the subject. So this is where these principles really don't apply as much. For framing, I need to be the subject and pretty much in the center of the frame. As for subject, again, I am stuck with me. (laughs) And for color, that is where I can have a bit of fun with what I'm wearing and the background I choose. So, my tips for you for creating videos of your own, particularly for social media use, is to try to be as creative as possible with the items you can't control. If it's a self-tape, the subject and framing are pretty much going to be decided upon. Based upon some criticism I received for my first outing, I'm going to try to look to change up my camera angles, cutting, and possibly even try for more outside shooting, etc. If you have choices of backgrounds behind you, make them, and make them bold choices so that your video pops and there is some color memory to the entire experience. Next, the tougher bits, sound and lighting. Having worked on this podcast since October, I've taught myself a lot and have learned a lot by trial and error about sound recording and sound editing. My overall audio tip for you here is to be extremely aware, even more aware than of your images of your sound. Where are you recording? What type of environment? What tech are you using to record? For instance, iPhones are amazing for recording video, but not as much for sound. You will need an external upgraded microphone for this purpose. And how are you going to be processing the sound? Most video editing software has a way to at least even out the sound recording, but if yours doesn't, you will need to run the audio through a different program. And then lighting. I had mistakenly thought myself that lighting would be a no-brainer having understood lighting for photography and it has actually been one of the more difficult undertakings in this video space. Many lights for video work are harder to work with and make look natural than other types of lighting and more natural light sources. My tip for you here is to experiment with cheaper options like fluorescent bulbs with diffusion rather than specific video LED lighting. I suppose my learning curve was more of a not relying on what is marketed for video and more my own knowledge when it comes to lighting. When it comes to bringing all of the elements together, video editing can be quite daunting. Add the social media constraints and the memory of your devices into the picture and it can be quite challenging overall. My tips for you in this regard is to use the most straightforward methods possible for the final result. That said, if you want to post on social media, it would be great to record on your phone, edit on your phone, and post on your phone to avoid the back and forth of computer work. If you ultimately want to publish a longer video, then that's where Final Cut and using your computer for storage of larger files will come in handy. My tip for you here is to try to eliminate as many steps as you can. So for smaller files, try to do everything you can on your mobile device. And for larger files, rely more on your computer to handle them. And as with anything creative, have fun. If you're the subject of your video, it is really quite obvious with visual and audible cues both to sense whether or not you're having fun. And be sure to have some thick skin ready when you put your video out there. One comment I received from a self-tape was, you look like you're being held hostage. Be prepared for even more personal and even harder tones from feedback you might receive. And hold your head up high for jumping into the world of video. It is a tough place with many moving pieces, and you don't often see the people critiquing your work with similar work of their own out there. Be proud of your courage to try it all. For the second time during this episode, I really feel as though I'm speaking to my own heart with witnesses. Track 4, A Music Trivia Question I have been having an absolute blast with my latest photo mix tapes music mix, We're Better Together, Magical Collaborations. I've been discovering new musical collaborations I never knew about, as well as celebrating some of my favorites of this genre. There are so many different ways for musicians to collaborate, lyrically, musically, and behind the scenes. To that end, this week's music trivia question is about music collaboration. Here it goes On November 28, 1974, two musicians collaborated live at Madison Square Garden which would be one of their last major live appearances before their death of one musician. Who were the two musicians and what was the song? As per usual, you can send your answer directly to me at heather at heatherpetropolis.com or in a review of this podcast on iTunes. Okay, audience, a couple of quick announcements before the final bonus poem. I am so, so excited to announce a date for my next podcast collaboration. My dear friend Sandra will be on the podcast in two weeks, Sunday, March 25th. She will be reading some of her writing, and we'll be having a conversation with some questions and reflections also. That episode will be called Spring is in the Air to celebrate the official start of spring on March 21st. That episode will also be the final of season two And the podcast will take a two-week hiatus until beginning Season 3 on Sunday, April 15th. Also, as I shared in the beginning of the episode, the podcast is now on Spotify. Please be gentle with me, dear audience, if you experienced last week's episode on there, as it is still on Spotify with blemishes and all. I will definitely start sharing more shareable links, etc. from Spotify once the technical issue with that episode is fixed on their end. Until then, last week's Shape of Things episode is available in its edited and intended form on iTunes, Stitcher, and directly with a podcast link. And as always, thank you for making it until the almost end of this episode, and for your continued audience and feedback on iTunes, and to me directly at Heather at heatherpetropolis.com. Without further ado, here is a bonus poem dedicated to ghosts. I would say happy birthday, it's on the tip of my tongue. My words burnt by morning coffee. I am off now to a real funeral, not the one we never had for us. And the snow makes my memory soggy, and my soggy memory makes everything swirl and bend and twist. Through the wind And all that went wrong is hidden In the chemistry of frozen water I am living out the rest of a life Dedicated to ghosts I would ask how you're doing But I tried that a couple of times before My answers shrugged from Atlas's shoulders I am now off to find a doorway To, inside, get warm Not the underground tunnel where we still live And the cold makes the longing even harder, and the harder it gets, the more exposed to the elements I become. And all that went wrong is obvious again, in the calculations of distances between two people who once added up. And instead, I am living out the rest of a life dedicated to ghosts. I am your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixtapes Tapes podcast.